Welcome, welcome, welcome. You are in the exact right place. It's Beachy and the Coach. It's episode eight with you as always. I am the coach and my man, Beachy. Beachy, what's happening? Coach, great to be back with you. We're approaching double digits on the podcast episodes. Great to be here for episode eight. Lots going on in sports this week. As always, we've got college football starting up. Baseball just had its Field of Dreams game. But you and I were engaging in our favorite pastime, watching random YouTube sports videos. (laughs) And we thought maybe we would take this in a different direction today. I think I really started thinking about this after viewing a recent clip of a baseball player running smack dab into the wall while trying to catch the ball and seemingly shattering his entire body, although I think the actual injury was was more minor than that. But it got me thinking about an age-old question, BG. If you were to be an athlete, a professional sport, any professional sport, what would that be? With the parameters being that it's actually you. This is not a childhood fantasy of you being your favorite quarterback. This would be you taking bone-crushing hits from 250-pound men who run 4-3-40s. So with those parameters in mind, what would be your top position to take if you were to participate in professional sports? So I'm glad you clarified so I could tamper down my imagination that we're talking about ourselves right now. I also want to add a few more baseline rules in here. I think we've got to knock out beach volleyball, beach handball, because the (laughs) the idea of being able to wear a tank top is incredibly enticing to me. I'm also going to knock out. This show is going to get censored by the Norwegian (laughs) Handball League and we'll never recover financially from this. Honestly, at this point, it's my only goal in life is I just want an official reprimand (laughs) of BG and the coach from the Norwegian beach handball team. Not the regular handball team. I don't care about you. I only want a reprimand from the beach handball team. I also feel like we should eliminate curling right here um, because there's no way you and I couldn't be relatively decent at curling. I feel like if we tried tomorrow to take it up, I feel like we could probably make the Olympics in the next four to eight years if we tried that. And we should probably knock out all the Olympic sports because I I don't know. I feel like I could do that ribbon tossing stuff also. Well, that's a little bit more far fetched (laughs) than the curling example. But okay, I'm still with you. But I've given this some thought. I've been trying to think what would be the best the best spot to take and if really at this point my goal would be how can i avoid injury as much as possible yeah and i'm risking it a little bit but i'm thinking third string qb on a football team is a relatively safe spot to take okay that's actually that makes a lot of sense a lot of people say backup quarterback but then you're one i mean pinky tickle away from (laughs) being thrown into the game so that's yeah, that's, pinky t- that's knocking you out for the year. And now you're staring ahead at 16 games you've got to play. That, that'd that be pretty rough. I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. Certainly not a pinky tickle. But okay, so you're right. So backup quarterback is what people throw out, but that's too risky. Third string quarterback, you need a lot to go wrong to get into the game. But if you do get into that game, PG, are you prepared to take the brutal punishment? <laughs> no, you're going to see a lot, a lot of kneel downs. And I mean a lot of kneel downs, but I feel like the odds of getting into the game are relatively low. There aren't many positions in many sports where you're not going to see the field. And now you're talking about two different quarterbacks have to take some kind of hit that knocks Mm -hmm. them out of the game, but you still kind of get to be involved with the whole team. You're going to QB meetings. You're still QB three. You're at all the practices. 
I yep. feel like you're getting a lot of benefits. You're getting paid relatively decently if you're making it as a third QB. But I just feel like you have maximized your odds of not actually having to get injured. I respect. Okay, you're a man of mathematics. You're a man of probabilities. I can understand that. And you know what I think I would be really good as a third stringer is because a huge part of that role is just to look intensely busy on the sidelines, furrow your brow, look at the plays on the video screen from the previous drive, and just look generally invested and busy. I do that at work all the time. I absolutely <laughs> could do that on a sideline and like randomly gesture at, at different players and things on the field that probably have no relevance to anything I'm going to be doing. I actually think I'd be pretty adept at that. Yeah, you're hitting all the major skills. And let me tell you, I can hold the heck out of a clipboard like nobody you've ever seen. And exactly, no one's really paying attention to you, but you look kind of active during game days. I think you're getting a lot of benefits, not as much risk. And also, if you do by some fluke, get into the game. Nobody's expecting anything from you. And I'm literally, if I'm not kneeling down, handing the ball off and running backwards 10 yards every single play. I'm not blocking. Yeah. I'm literally going to hand it to the running back and take about six steps back. That's true. And the flip side of that is there is a positive too, because within the heart of every lunatic fan, there is the small flicker of a belief that their third string quarterback <laughs> might actually be a savior. I mean, no one's ever seen the guy play or throw. And so there's just that great potential unknown. And so you kind of have a, an entire fan base rooting for you as well. You can't hate the guy that's never failed. And I feel like each season as we go into training camp, people will be like, oh, BG. Yeah, what a great safety blanket. Cool, steady. He's just always there. I've seen him on game day holding that clipboard. I feel like worse comes to worst, we'd be in good hands. And I'd be like, yeah, sure, whatever. I do have to correct you on one thing, though. You've mentioned the clipboard a few times. And while that's true of the past, the stereotypical backup holding the clipboard, I'm pretty sure they hold iPad Microsoft <laughs> Surfaces now, which is a complete game changer. I'm not here to be pedantic with you, BG, on this correction. I'm trying to dig a little bit deeper in this role. You're not just holding a boring clipboard with a bunch of plays on it. You could pretty much do anything. I would absolutely go on YouTube and go back to those videos of baseball players running into walls. That's that is a terrific point. And while I need to get over the embarrassment I have of being so old school with this, I think that's a great point. Also, football games are three hours. That is three episodes of Mayor of Easttown that I can catch up on. And nobody's going to be the wiser as long as I do a couple pointing things at it. So it looks like I'm diagramming plays. That is every Sunday marathon. Can we can I take us on a quick side tangent in the same same scenario, third string quarterback, and now it's you. You're in that role. Speaking of the point that a game is three, maybe even three plus hours, how did these guys not go to the bathroom the entire time? I realize in baseball, like they're able to just, I guess, run into the dugout and it's all a little more covert. But in football, you can't do that. What are, how are these guys holding it for three and a half hours while chugging Gatorade? I feel like I've seen news stories recently about how a cameraman accidentally like I think I feel like there's like a hidden arrangement of their spots on the field. You're just not supposed to have cameras looking at. And oh. I feel like it's just dudes pissing on the side of football game. Now, don't tell me what happens if you need to do more than that. There's got to be you can just run into the tunnel if need be. But you're right. If you're the QB. I know there's not going to be yeah, a turnover on the next can. play. I don't think there's any position on the field 
whether you're a starter or backup that can get away with running into the tunnel, which is not like, I mean, it's not right next door. You've got to cover some ground to go do that. But you're right. I've also heard stories about players covertly using cups on the sideline. Oh, interesting. Um, because that I've been to games and I've never seen that happen on just the side of the field and all the cameras <laughs> look away. Maybe it happens. Maybe I just haven't been observant. Like, I'd like to believe that's the case, but you're probably right. Maybe you got to wait till halftime, but that could be a long time. Which, again, if you're QB3, you take as long as you need in that restroom. I'm bringing the iPad with me. I'm getting my TV watching on. Everything's great. Why wouldn't they put porta potties out there? Isn't this a very simple solution? <laughs> Honestly, I'm embarrassed because they probably do. And we're going to Google this after the episode <laughs> and be like, oh, yeah, no, there are definitely porta potties. Maybe that's what the cameras aren't supposed to focus on. Porta potties. <laughs> okay. That seems a lot more likely <laughs> than someone just. I, I feel, feel like, like I'd notice that in a game out. if someone was just being. <laughs> okay. I feel like we've together used our combined brain power to figure this out i know i took this on the side tangent and i think we would both agree it was absolutely worth it to piece this together <laughs> i need i need to take us on one more side tangent while we're at it <laughs> one of my favorite COVID is terrible and it's an awful thing and i hope to god it goes away soon one of the nice parts about COVID is that broadcasting teams aren't traveling with the aren't traveling to the games and so they're kind of at the mercy of what the cameramen are doing because they can't really direct it and I was recently watching a baseball game, and for whatever reason, the cameraman focused on one of the players in the dugout eating a peanut butter sandwich. And I had always wondered, what do they do when they get hungry? What are they eating? And the broadcaster just had to go with it, and he just goes, oh, there's Nolan eating a peanut butter sandwich. And I realized, baseball players, just like me, I have peanut butter sandwiches. Just like us. <laughs> and what a true professional by that play-by-play guy to power through. He's, I'll tell you, he, he would do well on BG and the coach. True professional, doesn't let anything phase him. That's okay. So I, I guess we'll bring the side tangent to an end, but we do probably need a separate episode to explore the real lives of players. I mean, these are not robots after all. Where are they going to the bathroom? What are they eating during that whole time? It, I got a lot of open questions. Yeah, here. these. I, I think you're right. We're going to need to do a, a dedicated special episode to this. I feel like maybe I shouldn't participate, given that my last suggestion was that <laughs> they're literally just whipping it out and going on the side. And somehow nobody at the actual game has caught on to this yet. I don't know why the camera is not looking at it would solve that issue, but... I love your vision for this. When you're describing <laughs> it, I'm imagining a section of the field partitioned off, still wide open, everyone can see, but there's just like little flags placed around this <laughs> rectangular area, and that's the watering area. So, okay, side tangent put to the side. <laughs> that's probably true. That is probably true. Okay, we dissected the third string quarterback. That was your proposal. I am going in a similar but different direction under the... Guys, I don't want to be touched. I don't want to be touched at all. I'm frail. And being the coach, I mean, at the tender age of of 74 here, maybe I should have been the one who brought up the clipboard reference, yeah. by the way. That would have been more appropriate. I know. That's, that's part of what makes it even more embarrassing. For me. <laughs> so I would be a punter. A punter for two primary reasons. One, you're not allowed to touch the punter. Although when it does happen, inevitably they somehow, their entire body disintegrates. <laughs> so there is that risk, certainly. But that's point number one. And point number two is, this is something you didn't bring up, but I don't want to be responsible at all for the outcome of the game. And 
punters outside of very extreme circumstances, like I don't want to be a field goal kicker. That's the near dead last on my list. Way too much pressure. Typically the game comes down to their foot. I want to be the guy who punts, forgettable, doesn't really have an outcome, an impact on the outcome, and uh, just collects that check. Coach, I, I love where your head's at. I see that we're thinking in the same way of let me make as much money as I can while subjecting myself to as little injury risk as possible. Mm-hmm. I want to wanna push back a little bit on your suggestion, although I like where your head's at. Punter to me is a little risky for a couple of reasons. One, as you noted, when, it, when you do have to be involved in the play, it just seems like all the players take out all their frustration on not being able to hit the punter and they literally just seek him out and destroy him whenever they have the opportunity. And I know what you're thinking. That's a pretty rare time that that happens. It's really only if the punt is blocked or if the punt returner is making a big break and the guy has a chance to tackle him. But if you're the punter, and I don't mean to to dismiss your skills, coach, I feel like that'd be happening a lot more frequently that a punt would be blocked or that would go, I don't know, six yards, and probably you'd be forced to be involved in the play. And also... Unlike QB3, you are going to be involved. There's going to be times where you need to trot on the field and punt the ball. And I feel like punting is a little bit harder than we were thinking it is. Okay. I, I have to grant you pretty much all of those points, particularly the last one. I could probably punt the ball all of five yards. So <laughs> the team's not going to be very happy, and I'm certainly not going to have that feel-good story with the fan base that I described in your scenario. But nonetheless... I don't want to even the chance of having quarterbacks in front of me get injured and then me being thrust into the scene and have to deal with what could be true punishment where you can actually hit the quarterback. Hand I'm off, just trying to hand decrease off, those odds. Hand off and run away. Hand. <laughs> and no one's going to even think less of you. Well, I mean, he's our third stringer. What can we expect? Hand off and run. Also, Is there a third option well, in terms could... of not quarterback, not punter? Well, I, I feel like... Sport? All of our thousands, if not millions of listeners at home are probably wondering, why are you choosing one of the most violent sports? And I'll, <laughs> I'll peel back the curtain a little bit, astute listener, because that's a great point. The nice thing about football, although so violent as opposed to the other sports, is you have so much depth on your roster that there are positions that just don't see the field, like a third string quarterback mm-hmm. i was my initial thought when we were talking about this question i immediately went to baseball which is the least contact of all the sports but you've only got a 26 man roster in baseball at some point you're going to take the field and i don't care what position you play the ball's going to find you and now your your head's up in it so to me baseball could be an option for us also but and we're probably avoiding injury risk as long as we're not batting but if we're even in the field, we're probably going to affect the game in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. I, uh, first off, you put that list, that hypothetical listener in their place, and I appreciate that. <laughs> but second, come at me, listener. <laughs> <laughs> we will fight our listeners <laughs> if need be. So I, you got me thinking about baseball because I did think about baseball and I did think about just batters in general. And I, that was actually dead last on the list of what I, would want to do the thought of facing 100 plus mile per hour fastball uh, terrifies me to my core which also gets me thinking about what should be at the bottom of the list of positions that you would actually want to take can i run through a quick checklist here please hit me coach my first one's easy it's 
referee umpire in any sport, <laughs> which you have to have just a complete empty spot where the soul typically resides <laughs> to want to do that. There is nothing but hatred and venom directed at you. I think this one's self-explanatory. I won't even go too far into it. I'll just say this. I wouldn't even ref an elementary school rec league lacrosse game, let alone games where grown men have huge fortunes of money on the line. And so, and it's not even your full-time job. I'll just throw that out there. It's your side gig. It's a, almost a hobby, but a <laughs> hobby that will kill you. <laughs> okay. That's one. That's an easy one off the bat. Love it. Easy. Two scoreboard operator, which I know isn't technically really in the game even, uh, although the ref isn't either. So this list is already gone sideways, <laughs> but scoreboard operator specifically in the NBA where baskets are scored every few seconds. There's no way I'd have the attention span to be able to keep up with every single basket scored and make sure it reflects on the scoreboard. I even Not- in the past minute PG, I've blacked out completely. I have no idea what we're talking about right I- now. I honestly forgot we were doing a podcast until I looked over at this <laughs> microphone. So I'm with you. And then you also got to keep track of the substitutions. You're got to, you've got to do scoring in terms of uh, attributing statistics correctly. Uh, yeah, not even, no question. If, if we're going not on the field positions, ref ump number one, scoreboard operator number two. I'm with you totally so far. Okay, let's see if we can make the jump to my third, which is <laughs> field security guard, or I guess event security, but specifically the ones that are on the field. Because on a surface level, I would love to know like a, a job posting for this because it would sound very enticing. It would start off, with, hey, do you want to be at the game? <laughs> yes, yes, I do. Uh, do you want to be on the field? Absolutely, I do. Yes. And do you want to have your back turned to the game the entire time and face <laughs> unruly middle-aged men in the stands wearing face paint? Wait, what? What was that last part? <laughs> Who have had way too much to drink. <laughs> Guarantee your first shift someone's going to try and get on the field. That actually might be number one, coach. I'm not sure... Because like you said, you're not even getting a chance to watch the game. All you have to do is deal. And I get being a ref or ump, you have to deal with heckling from everybody. But if you're a field security, the things that people in those first couple rows, when they've had too much to drink, probably say to the field security guys might rival whatever the ref or an ump has to hear. That, I think that might be number one. No question. All with the added benefit of seeing absolutely nothing actually happen in the game. Right. Yeah. You, and in fact, you don't you'll never get to see the game because you're clearly not watching it on TV. You're not watching it in person. And instead, just your Sundays or Mondays, whatever sport it is, is just spent talking to drunk idiots the whole time. So that sounds pretty terrible. That actually sounds ideal. And I'm bumping that right <laughs> up to the top of our list, just if, in front of punter and quarterback. If we could switch it to on field for a second, these are going to be incredibly easy. But to me, one or two in some order is, well, I'm going to put hockey to the side because you'd have to know how to skate far better than I will ever know how to skate in my life. So I'm just going to slide that off to the side and pretend that doesn't exist. But one or two in some order has to be offensive linemen in a football game. And Mm -hmm. I, I remember hearing from a former offensive lineman once who said, if you play one down as an offensive lineman in the NFL, your body will never be the same for the rest of your life. Ooh, I completely believe that. That sounds pretty terrible. And to go back to your point, somewhere in this one or two order, to at any point take an at-bat in a baseball game and know that in a 102-mile-per-hour pitch may hit you in the face, 
I would, I wouldn't even step into the box. I'd be so far out that there'd be no chance of anything hitting me. And I would just take my three strikes and call it a day. Yeah, I would I would pray just that they didn't understand what I was doing and just take four <laughs> balls. And that's the only way I'd be moving on. Yeah, I, I would even encourage it. I I'd tell them, OK, I'll step off to the side. You continue to throw um, still ring me up and, and we can just all go home happy today. That's realistically the number one worst. No question. Yeah, I, I just I can't imagine any kind of world in which I'd feel comfortable standing there. Coach, I, I, there is so much we could talk about on this subject. I think we could go on for days probably about jobs we would or wouldn't want. Easily. But just to change it to real sports for a second and what's going on in, in today's sports world. We've got college football starting up. Obviously, the big story in college sports right now is this new NIL legislation. legislation. Finally got there. For those of you <laughs> who don't know what I'm talking about, recently... Athletes have been given the ability to profit off their own name and likeness, which essentially means they can accept sponsorship deals. And instead of getting paid under the table, the payment will just happen over the table. Coach, obviously, college football athletes, I mean, between college football and college basketball, one of those two sports, probably the most popular athletes on campus. There's going to be a lot of endorsement opportunities. And I feel like we could offer these young men and women some advice on the type of endorsements they should be seeking out. Oh, can we ever? <laughs> Here's my main premise with this is we see sports as part of endorsement deals all the time around the same general categories, fitness, food, uh, exercise. I just said fitness and exercise is <laughs> two of the three. So that's exactly uh, you can point. tell we hit the weights hard over here at BG and the coach. <laughs> That's exactly the point, though, as I try desperately to cover for myself, is that it's essentially all the same small product category group. What I propose for college athletes, though, is to explore the whole world around them that would be applicable. So, for instance, red solo cups right off the bat. Oh, easy. Genius. Easy. Genius, coach. Easy. Number two, laundry detergent. And the ad would just feature them walking around their filthy dorm room and then having a Tide Pack show up and somehow magically curing all that ails them in life. Perfect. Can I throw in a third one that, while disturbing, would be (laughs) critical and I think would be a huge seller? Shower shoes. And the commercial would focus on those filthy group dorm shower situations. And I think they would clean up in the college demographic. I love that idea. And not only because the original name for this show was once athlete's foot. I think <laughs> that that those, all three of those ideas are genius. Like you said, I think every single one of these athletes is going to sign on for a car dealership. Okay. Yeah, we get it. Fun. But I think like you said, there's such a goldmine of opportunities here for them to endorse products that their other fellow college students are actually going to be using shower shoes. No question. And I, I just hope to God that everyone in college these days is wearing them. I want to add another one to your point. Morningstar Farms. Everybody loves those <laughs> patties. All of us lived on those patties because nobody can cook when they're in college. And there's no chance I wouldn't want to see my favorite college athlete repping Morningstar Farms. To this day, I live in constant fear that I'll open up the newspaper because I guess I live in the 1990s and still open up the newspaper and see you the should, You should put it on a clipboard. It's easier to read. <laughs> see, now I'm back in my role. Coaches <laughs> reassume the role of the geriatric. 
I'm terrified I'm going to open up the paper and the headline is going to be new study finds that Morningstar causes cancer because it is over for the coach. I'll tell you that right now with the amount of Morningstar that I've pushed through in my college years back in the 1920s. No chance. I have no chance. Well, I mean, I don't think you need to wait for that headline. There's no way that those are actually <laughs> healthy options. I know in our head when we were all college students, we're like, no, these are veggie burgers. They have to be fine. There's no, there's it's got to be ungodly levels of sodium in those things. And I'm sure it's taken years off of everybody's lives. But we all had to live on them. I'm assuming people are still continuing to live on it. This is a goldmine of an endorsement opportunity. I do love that the vegetarian angle completely fooled us with Morningstar. <laughs> like we were basically vegan before being vegan was a thing. Oh, yeah. And I, I could call home and, and tell mom, hey, I'm eating healthy. Don't worry. All veggies. All veggies. It's that Griller Supreme, mom. Everything's fine. Uh, and it's undoubtedly fueling all of our college <laughs> athletes. So you're right. It's an absolute natural choice. Rather than doing, I mean, listen, is it any worse than Subway, where I see athletes constantly pitching? Is it any worse than that? No, it, there's no way it can be. That's a great point. Goldman, I'm an opportunity. College athletes, you're welcome. And let's just take one second to just kiss away any potential of that Subway endorsement <laughs> coming through for BG and the coach. Well, it was, a, it was a great run, Subway. Thanks for not sponsoring anything yet. We sure we won't see you in the future. Although Morningstar Farms has an excellent opportunity to sponsor us. We're, our phones are, are on and we're willing to listen to any offers. <laughs> and let me tell you what the number one sponsorship opportunity coach would be for these college athletes. It's the number one podcast in America, BG and the coach. Granted, we won't be able to pay any of them, so I don't know why that NIL would help them in the first place. But if they want real exposure, we're open to any athlete, and we mean any athlete, sponsoring BG and the coach for us. And if they do, what they will be able to tell you is that you can find us wherever you find your favorite podcasts, and you can hit us up on Twitter at BG and the Coach. Coach, until next time, enjoy another scoop of the Groovers. Groovers.